Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Hope everyone had a good weekend. I just lit a really big Christmas tree scented candle in my house. And I think it's the first time Miso has seen fire because he is staring at it and watching it like it's a football game. Like he's completely, completely enthralled with it. I think cats are smart enough not to touch fire, right? So far, so good. I I think that they're at least that smart. He's not the smartest cat, but I think we'll be fine. I just got my nails done and it's so I was just thinking about how this is almost like a year of having no nails and it honestly has made my life so much better to each their own. I really do believe obviously all grooming things are a personal choice, but I feel so much happier now that I don't do nails. I just do. I don't even do a shiny buff. I just get them, you know, trimmed and neatened up every two weeks and it's just so easy and they're always like are you sure you don't want any color are you sure you don't want you know an extension or something and I'm just like nope I've been there done that and it's so funny because going to get my nails done and like having crazy nails was such a big joy spark for me if you've been listening to me or following me for a while you know that like I even wrote about it in my book I was like oh I love going to get my nails done like I love having crazy nails like it makes me feel joyful and now it doesn't and you know what we change. Shit changes. Our tastes change all the fucking time. And you've got to find new things to bring you joy. That's the key thing is like you've got to make sure you're constantly bringing in new things that small things that are bringing you joy. Just a refresher if you maybe haven't heard me talk about this before. But this Goop article changed my life a while back. It's about how you should be seeking joy, not happiness, because Joy is really tangible and you can seek it out and you can activate it in your own life, whereas happiness is more of a measure of contentment over time. And, you know, for a while I was like, oh, my God, nails are just like such a joy spark, like the whole process. And now it's not. But so I'm I'm looking to find new things to many things to spark joy. I did just order a salad from Moro's Cafe, which will definitely spark joy. Ordering food for me is a joy sparker that will never leave me. Um as is evident by my Uber Eats addiction. I really think it would be funny if Uber Eats did a, a wrapped every year, kind of like Spotify wrapped. If they were like, you've ordered 79 burritos, you've, you've like your most ridiculous orders when you ordered a Diet Coke, that was absurd or something. I would maybe have a lot of shame around my ordering habits though. Me, you guys, Miso is still, he's still just watching the candle. I love a Christmas tree scent. Oh God. I, uh, I just I just asked Chloe when she's leaving L.A. and she said on Friday, which is making me freak out. Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to have a, a moment of truth here. I am really struggling with L.A. I mean, I've already told you that, but I think it's honestly causing me so much anxiety. Just the fact that I'm going to be here all of December. It's freaking me out. And because a lot of my friends are leaving to go home and whatnot and, you know, things quiet down, work quiets down. And I, I don't really do well with quiet. Even though I like hibernation, I don't know. This year I'm not feeling cozy. I'm feeling so anxious and I just gosh, I'm just having a hard time feeling happy in LA. And I don't even know if I feel happier in New York or if this, there's just more going on so that I I can't think about it enough or can't think about it too much. I saw this TikTok of Casey Neistat. If you guys know who he is, he's like an OG YouTuber. If you've never watched his stuff, go watch the YouTube video. It's called Do What You Can't. I remember watching it the first time and thinking like, 
what is his job? Like, how can I have this job? And just thinking, I'll never be able to do this. And I guess in a way I kind of do that now. So that's cool. But anyway, I've followed him for a long time and I love his content. And he and his family have moved back and forth to New York and LA a bunch of times too. And I saw this TikTok of him and he was like, I didn't realize that I needed that like grind of New York. I didn't realize that I needed that certain energy and hustle and flow and just like constant stimulation. And I'm paraphrasing, but I was like, you know what? Me too. That is exactly how I feel. So just feeling a little bit freaked out that I have so much time in LA. It's It really is just like loneliness and too much time with my own thoughts. And I'm not shitting on LA before anyone gets all panties in a twist about that. It's just a different lifestyle. And I just don't think that it's suiting me anymore. I loved it. You know, if, if also, if you've been following me for a long time, do you remember when I would like go to the beach like every day by myself or I'd like go with Lukey and we just I don't know, it was just a different time. We didn't have as much going on. It was in the pandemic. I don't know. I just felt like I was really enjoying the LA-ness of LA. And now I'm just like, oh, I don't know. And it's just harder. Like if you if you don't have anything to do on a, on a night, you're fucked. Like if you haven't planned it two weeks in advance, you're fucked. Whereas in New York, you're like, hey, what are you doing? We want to meet in 20 and uh, at Soho and grab a drink. And it's just kind of scary if you don't have anything planned on the weekend because then you're just like alone in your house with your own thoughts. Again, that's my experience, not for everybody. I think L.A. is an amazing place to be from. Like all of my friends who are from L.A., came back to LA, love it. They have their groups of friends from high school, but it is really a place that favors people who are from here. It's not a, I, I don't know. I think it's hard to move here, but partially because of the geography, it is spread out and whatnot. But I also think LA is, oh, he's about to touch it. That's fire, bud. That's fire. That will hurt. Please don't. Okay. Good talk. You know, I think that every city goes through eras, like every major city kind of goes through flop eras and eras where there's a lot of energy around them like I remember when I was living in London when I was a kid and it felt like right around the year 2000 there was so much energy around London like so much fashion and like Kate Moss and Alexander McQueen and the Spice Girls and and like it just felt like everyone was looking at London and it was kind of going through a very cool hip phase and I would say the same is true for LA in kind of like the 2000s, you know, think about the era of Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan and Nicole Richie. And it was just the time like it was, you know, entourage. And I just feel like maybe L.A. is not in its time right now, but maybe I'm sure it'll happen again. Every all everything comes in waves. So essentially, I'm doing the thing that I tell you guys not to do, which is have no plans. I mean, I'm trying to make plans, but no one's in fucking L.A. and no one wants to do anything fun. It's a nightmare s- scheduling shit with people. So, Yeah. I think this is also being intensified by the fact that I'm reading this book, The Shards, or listening to it. I'm sorry. Wouldn't want to offend those people that get really, really upset about if you're listening to it versus if you're reading it. Wouldn't want to get wouldn't want to get those police people upset. I'm listening to The Shards, which is a book by Brett Easton Ellis, who's one of my favorite authors. And it is so fucking scary. And it's about LA. And it perfectly, I mean, it depicts LA so beautifully like it's so it's set in the 80s but you know so much of LA is still the same the architecture the vibe and it's about these private school kids and it's just very evocative and it's making me so and feel so intense and LA is a little creepy like you know it is culty and there's it, it just everything is a little bit I don't know read the book it's very very scary but it's unbelievable 
All right. Now let's switch gears to something more fun, not to talk about, not about how much I need to move from L.A. So I got a couple questions that kind of urged me to make this episode. I got one ep- one question that said, I feel very disconnected from my sexuality. I got another couple questions about orgasming just all in the past week. And I was like, let me do a episode about some ideas about how to connect to your sexuality, because I feel like I talk about this a lot. But you know me, I love a practical list and I need to talk about why I think this is so important. So in the past couple months, we've had a lot of conversations about, you know, the blowjob thing, orgasm equality and you know, it's obvious that I care a lot about sexual equality and equality in the bedroom and all of that. So I think that by talking about how to connect to your sexuality better, I want you all to feel empowered because I think if you feel more connected to your sexuality, you might be more emboldened to get yours for lack of a better term. Okay. So by that, I mean, if you know how good you can feel and what it feels to be sexy and what it feels to have regular orgasms, then maybe you'll feel like, oh, no, like now I understand why Tinks was so offended that I was giving guys blowjobs for like six weeks before they even like went down on me or whatever. If that makes sense, that connection. I also just wish that I had had a little bit more of this when I was in my young 20s, because as I've talked about ad nauseum, I really wasn't connected to my sexuality at all. I was connected to the performance of sex. And that is so exhausting because it's a performance, right? It's work, but you're not actually getting anything from it. And you're not actually exploring your sexuality. You're not you're not coming. You're not feeling sexy. You're not learning what you like. You're literally just performing and it's so tiring. And by the way, this goes for people in relationships. This goes for people who are married. This goes for all women because I still think no matter how many episodes of Sex and City that air, no matter how many, you know, articles we read about sex and, you know, sex positivity and how much lingerie we buy, there's still so much shame surrounding sex for women. There is. There just is, you guys. I see it when I open AMA every single Monday and Thursday and I see, oh my God, I I had a one night stand and I feel ashamed. And it's like, okay, but if you did it safely and you wanted to, why why should you feel ashamed? You can't help it. I I also got a oh, this was the other I got a DM and she was like, please keep this anon. But um she was like I got the goop vibrator because you said it was awesome and I do really like it. But like, can you explain why I feel so ashamed every time I'm done masturbating? And I was like, that is such an interesting question that so many people struggle with, myself included, up until about, I don't know, probably four years ago for no reason. I didn't even grow up religious. Okay. I went to church like every year with my grandmother on Easter, but like, I don't even have the like fear of judgment, Christianity thing. I, you know, my, I, I don't, I don't even know where it comes from, which is the scariest part, right? Like I get it. If you were raised super religious and you're like, Oh, I feel weird, like wanking or whatever. Fine. Like that, then at least we have a a root cause, but I don't even have that. And I feel shame around it. So what is it? And I genuinely think it's because women there's just so much shame around our bodies our sexuality knowing our sexuality and 
when I finally realized like, oh my God, there's literally nothing wrong with masturbating and there's nothing wrong with knowing your body and there's nothing wrong with any of that. It was like a whole new chapter of my life that started. And I truly think it's so important for women to feel confident sexually and feel look to feel confident sexually is a tall order, right? Because it's very connected to body. And, you know, we all have so much body shit going on. It's the goal, but it's a tall order. But what I want you guys to feel is at least feel empowered to deepen your connection with your own sexuality. So today I want to talk about a few ways to do that because it's so important. Oh, and also embarrassment. I have a note here to talk about embarrassment. It's just like there is so much embarrassment around everything to do with sex with women. Like, let me put it this way. Like, I think about I feel like I have a wealth of knowledge because I speak to so many women in an intimate way every single week. And I'm talking about AMA. And I would say a good chunk of the questions every single Monday and Thursday are about embarrassment around something sexually. It's like, oh my God, I queefed during sex or, oh my God, I got my period during sex or like, oh my God, how do I ask my boyfriend of six months to go down on me? Or, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. Like, I don't, I I, I can't tell him that I haven't had an orgasm. Do you think that men are out there having the same embarrassment when they do exponentially more disgusting, embarrassing shit than us? But yet, who are the people who are sitting around being like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. Like, I feel like I didn't do this right. Or, oh, my God, my body looks like this. Or, like, I'm embarrassed of my vagina. Like, da, 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 all that. No. And it's not a competition. But it's like, again, this is connected to why I feel so passionately about you guys, all women, feeling connected to their sexuality, feeling confident to ask for what they want in the bedroom, to feel not embarrassed to, you know, actually get it, get your orgasm to feel like, uh, proud to master, you don't have to be proud to masturbate, but like confident to do it, like empowered to do it, set up for success to do it. Do you see how it's all connected? It's all connected. Okay. So, okay. Here, here are some ideas that I have to explore your sexuality or connect to yourself. And also, sorry, keep, I keep cutting myself off, but it's all for it's all good stuff. We have more stressors on us today than ever before. It is insane. And I feel like collectively, we're all a little numb right now. So I think two things. First of all, that takes a hit on our libido. Okay. And again, doesn't matter if you're single or in a relationship of any sort. But also, like, that's even more reason to lean into your sexuality because masturbating, having sex, doing all that stuff is like what Gia Tolentino mentioned on uh, the pod, her, her that episode that I referenced in last week's pod. She's like, that's an animal pleasure. And at the end of the day, you know what makes us feel good is animal pleasures. By that, I mean eating good food, laughing with friends, having sex, having orgasms, like at the end of the day, all this other shit that we've created in the world is just like, it's just noise. It's just shit like Instagram, TikTok, like TV, all this shit. Yeah, it's fun to watch, whatever. But like what actually makes us feel good is animal pleasure. And that's like a huge kind of resolution focus for me for next year. So again, I think it's so important. Okay, so let's talk about masturbation. 
I remember the first time that I masturbated. Do you guys? It's like such a funny thing. And you didn't even know what you were doing. You were just like, this feels kind of good. And then you like figure out what you're doing. And you were like, I'm bad. I'm going to hell. Again, I don't really know why because I wasn't religious. But I was like, I know this is bad. It's not bad. It's literally the most human thing in the world to do. And for those of you out there who have written to me saying you're embarrassed, you're too embarrassed to do it or you have shame around it. I know I can't just snap my fingers and say, it's not embarrassing. It's good for you, blah, blah, blah. But I hope that if you respect me and you look up to me and you think I'm cool and I'm telling you that I do it all the time and I think it's good for you and I think it's normal and amazing, then I hope that that is like a step in the right direction towards you not thinking that it's embarrassing. If you don't know where to start, and this is especially for people who are like struggling to have an orgasm with partners, if you don't know where... if this then masturbation is even more important because if you don't know how to make yourself come, it's going to be hard to tell another person how they can make you come. So we all know I love a vibrator. I do love the goop vibrator, but I'm obsessed with this other new one. It's by Doc Johnson. And I linked it out before. I will link it on my Instagram stories when this episode comes out. Um, But it's just like a very easy starter one. And I highly highly recommend getting one it's not embarrassing it's like so natural you can buy them on amazon like it's very easy like you can get a cheap one you can just play around with it and like that is really the best place to start if you've never done it before is just literally play around with it see if it feels good and just see how you go like literally it's like a fun project it's it's really really fun and by the way i think that there's a school of thought that is like, oh, if you masturbate, does it mean you're like super single or whatever? Or like that that's embarrassing that you like can't get laid. And I really can't tell you enough how much I disagree with that vibe. And I'm not even saying that other people think that. I'm saying sometimes I think that's an invasive thought that women have. And let me tell you, it's the opposite is true. Guys think it's so fucking hot when you masturbate and they think it's so fucking hot. Like you can even tell them about it. Like when you do meet someone and like you tell them they're they're like fucking obsessed with it. Like it's so hot. And also it will only make you more sexual and more like more like in your body, more like out of your head in, in your body. And it will help you when you do have sex with a partner, know how to tell them, you know, oh, I like it like this or whatever, whatever. And it will just make you feel more confident. Okay. It also, I really think it helps with body image. I can't fully articulate why, but I think it just makes you feel more, I don't know, in yourself, in your body, kind of proud of what your body can do. And it, that's pretty amazing. You can watch porn. Now, the morality of porn is too big a topic for me to address here. I can do another episode about it if that's of interest. I do try to consume porn ethically as in, I mean, I don't, that's a lie. I take that back. I'm sorry. I don't want to lie to you guys. Like I watch it on like normal porn sites, which I assume are like, I, I like to go to like the channels of certain people. So I feel like they are doing it because they like to do it together. Does that make sense? Okay. And then there's also that site, Bellessa, I think it's called, which is like porn for women, which is really good too. And I think that they like treat their, I think it's sex workers is the correct term. I think that they 
pay them fairly and whatnot. But again, I would love to research the ethics of porn, but I think porn is good. Here's the cool thing about women. We can watch porn and not become like addicted to it and have unrealistic expectations about men, men, not so much. And therein lies the problem, right? Because they start watching porn when they were like, you know, 13 and they think everyone's pussy is like a tiny, like Barbie pussy hole. And like women all have like huge tits and like no waist and come after like one second of kissing. But again, I digress. That's a story for another. That's a topic for another time. But like I watch porn all the time. I love it. Sometimes I like to go Amish mode, though, because if I use my vibrator for too many days in a row, things get a little bit like numb down there. So just a word to the wise. Um, And sometimes it's fun to like use your memory and like make it harder for yourself or whatever. But you're talking to someone who... does masturbate quite a lot but i swear it's like it makes you pretty also a lot of you talk to me about libido being low and if it's like the more you orgasm the more you want it like have you ever noticed that if you're not having sex and you don't masturbate for like a month you like literally forget about sex and i like being horny like i like being horny i like to have orgasms like i think it's all again it's connected to animal pleasure so i hope that helps someone else out there take sexy pics i mean you know me i'm a big big fan of taking sexy pics because it gets you in your body makes you feel sexy it makes you like know your body know your angles better which I really like and again you don't have to send them to anyone they can be for yourself and then my last point is about fantasy and like thinking about fantasies and I think that one of the harmful things that porn does is it makes people think that fantasies are just like, ooh, dressing up like a school school girl or like, you know, a fireman or something like really basic. When in reality, sexuality is not like that at all. Like if your fantasy is to be fucked by a fireman, like you're then good for you that you're the most like and I say this with love vanilla person on the planet like most people's sexual brains and their sexualities are so vast and we're only now starting to understand like how deep and vast sexuality is and I'm one of those people that thinks like in 20 in in like 100 years they'll laugh at us the fact that we're like well we have straight and gay and that's it it's like okay no we don't like the sexuality is so so vast and it's crazy that we try to put these like labels on it and it's so crazy we try to quash it and like put it in boxes because it makes us feel safer when the reality is like we all have crazy insane fantasies we all have this you know weird shit that we think about and I'm here to tell you that you can think about them like you can think about this stuff that you know like okay I'll give you an example I'll really go there this is a very vanilla example too I think like most girls think about this but like Sometimes when I'm having sex with a partner to come, I have to think about having sex with a woman. And like, I don't think that that's I'm not embarrassed in the slightest. I don't think that's weird. And I think a lot of women have to think about other stuff when they're having sex to come. So whatever you need to think about, you can think about it. And, you know, that's just a window into your sexuality. And instead of being afraid of it, think about unleashing it. Think about unleashing it. Be like, yeah, like, okay, I'm not doing anything this Friday friday um evening which i'm not because i live in los angeles so there's nothing to fucking do ever um i'm gonna like pour myself a glass of wine watch some porn like make it a sexy thing like you control the narrative and exploring your fantasies is an incredible way to get in touch with your body so like use your head to get to your body 
those are all my tips. I hope it was helpful. I'd love feedback on this episode if this is something that you guys want to talk about more. I love talking about sex. I don't talk about it enough with you guys. So I hope it was helpful. Send me feedback. Email me. DM me. It's me, Tanks, at SeriousXM.com. You can leave me a voicemail if you are so inclined. I'm going to go eat my delicious Morrow salad and hang out and read my scary book. And that's about it. All right. I love you guys. I'll see you on Wednesday. Bye.